in a world whose hosts cried out for a replacement to Thunderdome. The Top 10 is proud to bring you The Realist. Realist! Realist! Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of the Top Tens Realist. 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 <laughs> there it is. Uh, we're back again uh, with another Realist, which is, of course, supported by our patrons. Uh, they get to a – three of them get selected. One picks out the topic. Two send in their lists. Matt and I read off the list and compile them at the end. But, of course, as true to tradition – we do not look at these lists before we break them down. Uh, yeah, so they—it's all unknown to us. We open the email and we just start the show. So there, yeah. occasionally it has happened. We're like, I haven't seen that movie. Yeah. I, it's, it's this one to bring up. I don't—I don't have anything to add to that. Unfortunately, it's very rare. Yeah, and we manage to know by, by and large the vast majority of them. But you want to uh, barrel right in? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, go ahead. You want to tell them what the topic is or who the gentlemen are? Uh, our thanks first and foremost to Mr. Chris, Al- Chris Alexakos yes. for helping us out with all of this. Him as well as uh, Matt Hasso, Kristen Smith, Joe Abara, and Clay Williams. Yeah. All your help is you know invaluable. Thank and Alexakos called this list for us. It is uh, Selecting the topic is Kevin Hills, and he chose Tarantino-directed or written movies. Oof. And I will take Bernie Knapp. Okay. I will take Frank Montoya. Uh, and the, we do it like we do a normal show. I'll do bottom three. John does bottom three, two, two, one, 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 one. And then we close out and we combine the two lists between uh, the two of us and create the relist brand new Ooh. for the Tarantino directed, suggested by Kevin Hills. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You want to go first or second? I chose uh, person. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll go first. That's fine. I don't care. Hey, uh, hello, John and Matt. Thanks as always for all the content you give us. I'm glad you guys enjoyed the hats I sent you last year. We did. Was elated to see both shows in Chicago. Thank you for coming, Frank. And while my mother was. My, my mother has heard many things. I can attest to the fact that she had never heard anyone talk about making love to her banana bread until after that show hit Patreon. <laughs> With this list, it is literally degrees of enjoyment. While I have not seen four movies in Tarantino's filmography, I have enjoyed everything I have seen and will get to see and will get to seeing those I have missed when I can. Besides saying that, I will be brief with any comments without further ado. Uh, we were going to say something about the bread, the banana bread sex. I, you know, uh, a lot happened that <laughs> night. A lot happened that night. A lot happened that night. <clears throat> uh, and, I, you know, there appears to be oh, a recipe below that. There is a recipe below that, which we'll get to later, I think. Uh, his number 10 is uh, Sin City. And not on my list. Okay. He apparently directed the scene between Dwight and the dead Jackie boy. It's slim, but I needed a 10, and I do enjoy this movie. Can't deny he's part of it, so it counts. Sure. I, you know, um, we've wanted to do Tarantino for a while. We have. You're like, okay, Sin City, that would have to count kind of thing. Yeah. Unless we did this written and or directed by. Why have we not thought of this? Well, you know, listen, we've thought of a lot of other great topics. <laughs> we really have. Sometimes the listeners come in and they, they barrel in with something like, how did we never see this? Yeah. The decade by year, 
Great idea. That was a great idea. Great idea. Yeah, we need we to revisit that it. one soon. We do. We're just going to have to start splitting the atom on that, though. Yeah, probably. True. Best, you know, decade by comedy, whatever else by you. Run out of decades. That's a good point. We will if we start just doing this now. There's only so many decades of films. It's true. Very true. Uh, uh, I like this scene. I like this uh, uh, movie. I have the I have the graphic novels, the Frank Miller graphic novels. I never thought. This movie could be made into a, a, a – thea- or this book could be made into a theatrical movie and damn if they didn't do it. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, yep. um, the hype going into it was – I don't know. I didn't get sucked in as hard as others. OK. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah. They pull off that entire world very beautifully. They did um, in the first one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number nine is From Dusk Till Dawn. That is my 10. OK. Good. Good film. Um. So he just wrote – this is Bernie now. By the way, this is my father-in-law. Oh, it is Bernie again. Uh, nice. Yeah, he got picked a second time. He this did. time he ordered them correctly. I appreciate oh. that with numbers and everything. Thank, Thank you, Bernie. You, sir. We appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm guessing he started at one and went down because he put another great movie with a very original twist. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those either you buy it after the twist. Yeah. Or you just enjoy one half or the other. Or you just walk out of the theater. Or perhaps <laughs> yeah, you do that. Is that what you did? No, no. I loved it. But I'm certainly someone who could go, vampires, fuck this. I mean, when it shifts, it's just like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't think you were going down this route. Very interesting. You right. made a very unique movie because you're setting it up to be something utterly different. Yeah. That I was kind of like, okay, this is interesting. What's going on here? Uh, and then it just <laughs> it changes. <laughs> it flips on you. I wonder about Rodriguez. I wonder if he's a one-trick pony. I wonder if there's not much left. I mean, you got Spy Kids, of course. That was actually really good. So you've got a number of films that when he was starting out, exciting, great stuff, mm-hmm. possibilities Two here. Two-string budget. Yeah. A great. Th- I read his book and everything. Like, it was great. But then uh, the last few films haven't really hit, and Alita is another one that had a lot of promise but didn't quite get there. So you wonder if – Who knows? Hopefully he continues to work and just like he's in a little bit of a lull and he comes back. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, all right. My number eight – or I'm sorry, Frank Montoya's number eight is Death Proof. Which is that other Not on my list. Is. Okay. I like this film. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. I just saw Sin City because I'm an idiot. Oh, okay. So he had it at eight. And he I had apologize. it eight. Okay. So we've talked about it already. We have. He, he wrote. He, what does Bernie say? Uh, he's always doing something different. This one was black and white and had a cartoonish quality. Sure. Bernie, it's not cartoonish, but I'm going to let you slide on that one because you're his father in law. So I'm gonna, it's not cartoonish, Bernie. I think it's more so. You know, Bernie. Having a lack of, of the verbiage because he didn't grow up with it as much as we did. Fair enough. So that's just – it's not a slanderous thing. It's just like, oh, that's how I qualify it because mm-hmm. whatever. That's how I qualify all of that stuff. I'd like to show him some noirs from when Bernie was growing up and I'll show you cartoonish. I'll show you cartoonish, Bernie. Um, that being said, uh, that was for his, his comments on Sin City. Yes. Number eight was Death Proof for me. And is it on your list or not? It is not. Okay. Do you want to take a second look? Just in- I am literally <laughs> going over it as you're saying this going. Let's see if I screw this up again. <laughs> uh, I actually like this Grindhouse movie as originally released. The extended editions they've released separately, mm-hmm. I have not enjoyed. I think the movies are better as a one-hour thing connected to each other, a one-hour, ten-minute thing connected to each other with those weird trailers. I think it works better. The longer version of Death Proof doesn't work as well for me, but it's still a classic Tarantino film in that there's a shit ton of dialogue and it gets to this shocking moment. Uh, and possibly Stuntman Mike, which is Kurt Russell's character in the movie, will his somebody related to him might be in this Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie as well. Maybe his dad or – Are you saying Brad Pitt in terms somehow of the, or no, someone Because no, Kurt his Russell's role? in it and he's a stuntman. OK. So you're like, is, this is Kurt Russell's character. Did he's dad. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The so world's combining right. 
type right. of Tarantino, the whatever universe creating thing. a world. Yeah, exactly. Well, they do that one through like the cigarettes, right? That they all use whatever else there is a world they're creating within Los Angeles. In exactly, essence. exactly. Uh, yeah, right. I haven't seen it. Fair enough. Still haven't seen it. <laughs> if we did this this week, I would have watched it. Fair. Uh, but anyway, so we've heard my number ten. Mm-hmm. My number nine is Crimson Tide. What? Tarantino wrote Crimson Tide? That's what I'm looking up now. What? Because if that's the case, I did not know that. That can't be right. It's, I've never heard that before. Tony Scott directed a Tarantino film, but it wasn't Crimson Tide. It was True Romance. We're about to find out. Maybe this is where he fell in love with it. <clears throat> Writers. Ooh, do we have one more credit? We better have one more credit on there, Bernie, or it does not count. No, we got okay. Mike, Michael Schiffer and Richard Hein Henrik. Yeah, there it is. Sorry, Bernie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you pulled that one. Did you misread on Tarantino's and think it was something else? Yeah, I think I think that's what it is because Tony Scott directed True Romance and Tarantino wrote True Romance. It actually was his first script he wrote before Reservoir Dogs. So, um, uh, so I can understand making the mistake. So if if we want, we could put True Romance there and read, which is not on my list. What does he say about Crimson Tide? I'm curious. He says. Sorry, I'm trying to look it up on IMDb as well. On uh, Crimson Tide, good plot and a couple of great actors. <laughs> to the point. It's still true romance. I appreciate it. qualifies for true romance. It's very true. I want to give him credit. No, we got nothing <clears throat> nowhere near that. What? For Crimson Tide. I was like, maybe he did a couple scripts oh. like in that area to generate some extra income. Nope. Uh, just uh, like reading over the list, does anything look like Crimson Tide? Curdled? No. It's a, I think he just I think he just made the mistake that was yeah. true romance instead of Crimson Tide. Perhaps so. All right. Uh, then my number seven for Frank is Django Unchained. Uh, that is my number seven as well. Cool. He says, the fact that the Leo slash broken glass scene was unscripted both amazes me and makes me slightly queasy. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I love it. This is seven. It's been a while and I've only seen it once. <laughs> Bernie, <laughs> That's it. To the point, Bernie. To I respect the point. It. Is that why it's seven? So I would say go back and rewatch it because I think it's it's more enjoyable for some of the hype, you know, hyperbolic aspects of it. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio's character being so over the top mm-hmm. and the tension with uh, Sam Jackson and Django, uh, Jamie Foxx. Right. And the storyline as a whole, like, I like that Tarantino blows himself up. Yeah, yeah. Comes out and does a terrible Australian accent. He really does. <laughs> he exits stage right really quick after yeah, that. as well he should. Kind of great, though. Yeah, true. Agreed. Uh, and, you know, Christoph Waltz became a household name from this movie. Yeah, and that um, KKK scene is still brilliantly funny. It is. My God, because when I interviewed Don Johnson, I asked him about that, um, and he just – he laughed about it, like just the idea. And he said he loved working with Quentin. And of course. Kind of, so it's a great experience, you know, but he's like How could an encyclopedia. Not? It's everything he's going to say and has to say because – Yeah. You know, and not saying he wouldn't say it, but – No, no, no. Because just, he said uh, Quentin pitched him by picking out some movie from his in the – early 80s or 70s that he was obsessed with that Don totally forgot he even did. So that's some seriously deep diving, man. Really? Yeah, crazy. What was the movie? It was called Melanie, ironically enough. Huh. Yeah. And really, he forgot making the movie that ended up being the name of his wife? He said, I've got a shit ton of movies that I don't remember making. That ah, I, I, that I never even saw. Too much uh, hooch and tootskies. Uh, he, he never denies it. He had some interesting friends back in that time. So, how can you not? <clears throat> exactly. You're Don Johnson. I mean, you're Don Johnson. It's he's had a weird life. He yeah, an interesting life if nothing else, and yeah, still well, going. Dude, you you 
managed to go on a TV show that propelled you to basically being the equivalent to a movie star yeah. because it's shot in such a way and you're always looking cool as shit and yeah. all that. Putting out an album that did pretty well. <laughs> he had a number. He had a, a one-hit wonder at least with a heartbeat. Exactly. Yeah. Heartbeat. <laughs> ba 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 Heartbeat. Oh, I love that you remember it. <laughs> I just remember that part of it. Yeah. I can't remember how it starts. I can uh, get into the chorus. I Maybe think I can a sing sax the solo at the beginning, I think. Is there? I think so. The Lost Boys action? I, I watched the music video before the interview just in case it came up. But yeah, I think there's a sax solo and then him walking through New York with some dude with a camera following him everywhere he goes. I wonder how he watches that. You know what I mean? Like in that <clears> – does he look <throat> back on it and laugh at the fact that it was so 80s, oh, so over sure. the top? Still, it's something nice. Like, look, yeah. that, that song did huge numbers. Yeah. Can't take that away from the guy. He was incredibly gracious. So I'm sure he looks back and watches that stuff and laughs his ass off and goes like, man, what was I thinking? Like, we all do when we go back and look at yeah. the 80s stuff we look like or well, did. What was I doing? But at the same time, still pretty sweet. I <laughs> yeah, mean, I still got a single I mean, out of Yeah, it. made a music video <laughs> and whatever stories happened around that. Yeah. That was a really good time in my life. He's He's got – Bruce Willis is the one who shouldn't look back on his musical career. That's the But, one. I mean, think about the, the ego <laughs> of that. You get to a point where you're like, Bruce Willis, moonlighting, and then die hard, and he's suddenly going, dude, I play the harmonica. <laughs> and no, Bruno, no. What's the name of my group? Bruno. Okay. Yeah. All right, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, no. That's enough out of you. Not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, all right, so then my number six, or Frank's number six, is The Hateful Eight. That is Bernie's number six. Wow, Bernie. What does Frank have to say? Frank has nothing to say about it. All what right. does Bernie have to say? Bernie says, uh, just love his style, all the violence. You can't take your eyes off the screen for a second or you'll miss something. Oh. Yeah. That's a good, that's, that's the, I think that's the most Bernie's had to say about a film, like, incisively, uh, yet on the list. So I appreciate that. Uh, I like the film. Still holds up. Still fun to watch. Great dialogue. Great uh, back and forth with everybody. And yeah, that Sam Jackson scene is the reason to see it. The whole uh, flashback to the dudes to Bruce Dern's son. son. That was. Genius. I still f- I still feel like I don't need the vast majority of the stuff until they get into the cabin because mm-hmm. it's forty five minutes before door finally shuts and here are all the characters. Right. Just right. like damn it, I want you to get to that because from there on that thing moves so quickly, it beautifully. It's a great ensemble piece. And there's all kinds of great little trivia in there with, like, uh, Kurt Russell destroying that guitar, and that guitar ended up being worth – it was insured for a couple mil, I believe. Oh, wow. That's a real – so uh, when – God, I always blank on her name. Jennifer the, Jason Lee? Thank you. Yeah. Um, her reaction in the scene when he destroys it on the pillar is genuine in that, like, oh, my God, that's the real – like, they didn't swap out. Oh, shit. So – because they had dummy guitars if, if he wanted to go that, you know, kind of crazy, <sighs> oh and it was the real God. one. Can you imagine being the prop guy that didn't that didn't switch it out? It's just, Oof. yeah, it's one of those things of it's you just walk that, off the set. Th- there's only so many of those in the world. That's why yeah. now there's one fewer. I feel like you just walk off set and never come back. You do, <laughs> you do. You just got to put everything. I back. mean, at least it's not like a Stradivarius. Oh, right. Can you imagine if you destroyed one of those? Be like, dude, you're, you're. I mean, there could be a hit on you for some classical musician. <laughs> That's like, true. Illuminati type of weird European society where they all get together. The stride of air eye. They can feel it when one has been destroyed. <gasps> oh, yeah, exactly. All kinds of weird kind of <laughs> nebulous, <laughs> Slytherin-like powers. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, I don't trust it. Um, all right, so that was your seven and six is the same. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, then uh, my number five or Frank's five is Inglorious Bastards. That is a punt. Okay. My five is he did a split, Kill Bill 2. All right, it's the four. And he okay. did a split as well. Okay. 
Uh, Bernie said another great one from the start. The B fifty twos. Charlie. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, explain the plot of KB one with more Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to increase the font size on this. Oh yeah, getting old. A couple of times. Uh, well, yours is probably fourteen to sixteen fonts, and I think mine is ten. So it's like, ah, shit, they kind of bleed together. Bernie's got those micro, uh, those uh, magnifying Wait. glass glasses. Uh, 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 jeweler's loops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got those. It's not even just itty bitty. Itty teeny tiny. He's like, uh, <laughs> he's going to mess with us. Um, yeah, Kill Bill Volume 2, fantastic. I love this. I love the film as well. Uh, the five-finger thing was fantastic. Uh, and, of course, David Carradine and, and uh, Paltrow are incredible in the film all around. Um yeah, I, I still take the first one over the second one, but I love the second one because of the training sequence with the uh, the Asian dude, the the master. Yeah. But that's fantastic. Uh, but the first one's all about that pussy wagon. That was incredible. So <clears throat> that's. I mean, I, I just don't understand people's love of one and two. Really? No. You don't get the Kill Bill thing at all. I like it in parts, and, and then other parts, I'm just like, nah, this isn't. It's honestly – I've said it on here before. Yeah. It's all the stupid fucking names mm. of all the fucking characters. So it takes me out of the reality of this cartoonish, hyper-violent type okay. of thing. And so, you know, when you it's – mean the Viper Squad and shit? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, here's a Cottonmouth King coming at you. And you're like, oh, shit. So does he have like a pot hook as well? So it's like this double meaning type of thing? Like what the fuck? And here's – yeah, just over and over and over. All right. Yeah. The Samoan boa. But you're okay okay with Kobe comes up the Black Mamba? What's the difference? That took years. Oh, my God. I hated it at first. He's self-titled. He is. And I hate that. I hate hate that. that. But if anybody's going to do it, Kobe is kind of the one guy that would do it. Okay. He's Kobe. Yeah. It's true. Very true. Yeah. He's a singularly weird and interesting guy. Yeah. He's going to do his own thing. That's for sure. He is. And now that he's spun himself into some positive... You know, public persona, it's absolutely impressive. Yeah. He true. was the most hated player in his day. A Rod is the same thing. It's I know. mind blowing. Both those guys turning it around is insane. It is. It just completely flipped it. And now yep. it's just like, yeah, Kobe seems like he's all right. Really? We got so much evidence that isn't the case. My favorite, you ever seen the clip of him leaving uh, the practice court because he's fed up with uh, Smush Parker and the other guys that got around him? It was, no. It's like two years, three years before he ended. And he screams at uh, the GM. And it's like, you need this, some fucking bullshit. These guys are dog shit. Like, screaming it at the, uh, at on Cup the gym. Jack. At Cupjack. Yeah, at yeah. Cupjack. Walking off the court, wow. and they're behind him. And he's like, this is nonsense. I'm, you know, <laughs> like, oh, my God. But Kobe can. Of course he can. Smush Parker ain't selling those shoes. No, no. <laughs> but at the same time, he's doing it openly to all his teammates. Yeah. He's calling all of them bumps. I'm sure Jordan did the same thing I'm sure quite a few times. Yes. But we didn't know at the time, so we he's still – He's still but, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So that your that was your number four. Wait, that, that was, was my five. Your four. Right. So we're up to your four. Yeah, my four is Kill Bill one. Okay, that's the three here. Okay. Yeah. Um, Frank says everything after the intro of Oren Ishii puts this film over the sequel for me. That's what he says. Yeah, another great run from the start. B fifty two Charlie Brown. Love the combination of real mixed with animation. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean. I know you don't love it. Uh, I, do, I, I don't mind the names and any of that. I, I enjoy the, the lunacy of it all because it, yeah. like, it feels like it combined a samurai film into an old-school martial arts film. That vibe, that approach. And so making that combo works for me. Yeah. But I get why. And in those types of movies, the mm. characters do have ridiculous names. Yes. 
Yes. More often than not. Yeah. Because you have to build up the mystique of an individual before you meet them because they need to be somebody that mm-hmm. can take on this master of Shaolin or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I've never really gotten sucked into that world because every time it just kind of – I mean look, the the fight scene uh, with Lucy Liu's clan. Oh, yeah. So amazing. The Crazy 88s. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. And the fact that they had to tone down the visuals. Yeah, they put it black and white. Makes it even better. Yeah. And then her fight with Oranishi is fantastic too with the whole like – the water that's going on there, which is a reminder of uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Um, all right. So what was your number three? Uh, my three is the pun from earlier, Inglorious Bastards. All right. There we go. Uh, Frank doesn't write anything, so take it away. Uh, I said violent yet so entertaining. Agreed. Uh, tr- I just well wanted – I wanted more with the Bastards. Yeah, yeah. That was what was sold to me in the trailers <laughs> and in the fucking name. And it ends up not being about the bastards, and I love the bastard storyline. And then when they go to the, uh, you know, Berlin in the theater, yeah, and the girl there, and the what is it, uh, like the stock guy or stock boy is black, and uh, this Hitler and the Nazi higher ups are coming, and the big bomb, and I was like, where are the bastards though? What's how do they tie back in? Well, they're all there, kind of, but they yeah. don't do bastardy like things. <laughs> I get what you're saying that you wanted the crew. Going all over, you sold me. all over Germany doing their thing. I get, yeah. I respect that. Completely. It's like this rogue squad yeah. going through and just crushing Nazis. That's yeah. what I thought we were getting. It was like this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And when they're doing that setup and they're doing it, it's like this. It's already, it's already going really well, <laughs> really well. <laughs> when uh, uh, was it Eli Roth comes out and he's all yoked with that bat. Yeah. You're like, dude, this movie is the, good. The bear Jew. Yeah. Well, maybe they saw the dailies back from Sam's performance and they were like, no, we got to cut this thing. <laughs> Sam Levine. I wish we knew somebody else from it so we could take a shot at them as well. Uh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that was your number three? Uh, correct. Which was a punt from four. Okay. So then my num- uh, Frank's number two is Pulp Fiction. Uh, that's my number one. Okay. Uh, he just says, infinitely quotable, absolutely memorable. And Bernie at number one says, my wife and I started laughing from the start. That might tell you how disturbed I am. <laughs> Great music, characters, and storyline. Smiley face. Catherine seems very chill. I've never experienced any kind of disturbed nature with Catherine, so I'm surprised Bernie. Let's not open that bag of worms, (laughs) shall we? Let's not do that. I'm sure he doesn't like me saying that right now. (laughs) Trust me, she's got an even bigger bag on me. Be like, oh, really? (laughs) Well, of course, you live with someone long enough. Dude, I have I have certain oh, yeah. uh, idiosyncrasies that I get from my father that are apparently genetic. Oh, like sometimes uh, if I fall asleep on the couch, which he'll do every once and again, his yeah. head tilts back, and as he's exhaling, he'll go. <laughs> and I do that every once and again. I'm like, you give me that's fucking genetic, and I do this nasal clear. That one's got to be just yeah. environment, right? Right. But right. he does it as well, like a c- couple other habits. <laughs> she doesn't like whistling. My dad's a whistler, and right. so sometimes when I'm working. She- just make up the tune. You do like to whistle. Sure. I have noticed this for sure. Yeah. It's not a negative. Well, you know, it uh, depends well, I, on who's experiencing it. I guess it. so. I've never had an issue with it. That's for sure. Me either. I've never heard of, but it's just all <laughs> whistling. And you're like, okay, I yeah. don't whistle around you. At least I'll try my damnedest. I'm starting to now, like, 
I'm becoming so comfortable with Lindley that now, uh, like, I'll you belch. In front of her. Yeah. There you go. I never thought that was going to happen. I never thought that was going to happen. But we were at Palm Springs this past weekend. We're sitting on the couch with a couple of our friends. We've had prime rib. Uh, not prime. Uh, brisket that's been cooked. Oh, so I got some brisket. Got a little gas in me and just kind of let it out. And it wasn't smelly at all, but it had to come out and it vibrated the couch. And she looked at me because she was oh. cuddled up on me. And she was like, babes. What the fuck? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I had, to go. I had to let it go. I'll flat. I'll be like, you don't come over here for a second. <laughs> I didn't anticipate. I'll be honest with her. I didn't anticipate you coming in the room right now. You might want to take a step out. <laughs> At this point, she just goes, thank you. Because I don't have bad gas, but it just we live <laughs> yeah, in a small I, space. I know, I just know. like I was in here. and it, I, You were downstairs. Yeah. You yeah. were elsewhere. I didn't know you were coming up here. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. And, you know, it's vice versa. It happens. That's why we have two separate bathrooms, man. It saves both of us because, oh, yeah. you know, because I go four times a day. So she started calling it the poop factory. It's just the poop factory. So she doesn't go near the poop factory. I, I, I respect the same that. Thing. I respect that. I'm a regular guy. I yeah. like going. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh-huh. We're human beings, goddammit. Uh, anyway, all right. Thanks for that window in our lives. Uh, number one, the Reservoir Dogs. Uh, from Frank Montoya, he says, I love this movie. I saw it for the first time after Pulp Fiction. But I've always loved this movie just a slight bit more. Uh, thanks again for all you do, gentlemen. Top 10, Boumaye. Uh I, I imagine this is number two. This is number two. Uh, Bernie writes, great movie. Sorry. Wish I was better at describing why it picked in this order. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Interesting. That it happened just land is the last thing that he says <laughs> on this show. By number two, he's saying, I'm not sure why I'm picking this yeah, order. I know. He's finally come around to it. Yeah, I don't understand. Okay. I'm I, ready to confront it. Yeah. Personally, <laughs> I have Reservoir uh, 1 and Pulp 2, but it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's a no-brainer of me, 1, 2, somewhere in that order. Yeah. And Glorious 3, sure, if that's your cup of tea. Uh, All right. Uh, all right. Well, there's our, there's the, the lists from Frank Montoya and Bernie Knapp. Do we want to say anything about Reservoir? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, wait. What do you? Oh, well, yeah. Sure. I, I love the movie. It's still my favorite Carantino movie. Yeah. Pulp Pulp is like three for me. I put Kill Bill Volume One and Volume Two as my second favorite Tarantino movies combined. Put so Pulp was your fourth. Okay. Pulp is well, yeah, maybe. Pulp was your fourth. I don't know. I, he really he shot him as one old movie. They yes, split it up. And we experienced it as two movies. Well, no. And but they got a box office receipts for two movies. Two, it's fair. And DVD sales for two movies. But they've, they've shown it as one movie before at the New Beverly, and that's the best experience. But yeah, I agree. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I, okay, so they showed it at the theater that he owns. Yes. <laughs> once in its entirety. As, as often, they call it the... So that is what you're calling is the definitive stamp on how we understand this movie? They call it The Bride. I mean, granted, he he wrote it. He did. He directed it. He, I'm sure, produced it. And he didn't shoot it to be two movies. Yeah. Weinstein's the one to cast it, cut it up. Plus, puts it in his own theater. Like this is his stamp on exactly what this movie should be. I fully get right. it. We just experienced it. it as two. You're right. We did. Um, yeah, I love Reservoir to Pieces. It's still one of the greatest debuts of any filmmaker ever. Uh, it's to the point. It's fantastic. So uh, that's what I would say. What yeah, about- I'm with you. I'm with you. It's- you know, going back, you pick up more and more things, and then you read stuff online and pick yeah. up more and more things uh, that we've discussed on here. Like uh, when was it? Joe was trying to figure out who hasn't tipped. Yeah, Eli Roth's character rats out uh, Bashemi. Yeah, thereby so setting up the fact that he is the rat in this situation. Mm-hmm. And it's like all these little character, you know, uh, characteristics just built into the dialogue yeah. and actions in this small little setting. It's what he's fantastic at. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So they're the two. Uh, let me grab. I got a pad of paper. Okay, perfect. We'll put this thing together. We'll put this thing together. Well, how are we going to do this? We got to flip a coin. 
Ah, we can determine the order. It's so, okay. It's sure. Us making the. Should we put list. Reservoir One then? I would say so. Okay. Because sometimes we jump certain, you know, choices up. We some do. Lower. We do. All right. So Reservoir. Pulp. Yeah. Where do you have Inglorious? Five. What's your three? Kill Bill Volume One. All right. So go Kill Bill. Okay. Oh yeah, and then Kill Bill Two is your four. Right. Okay, I would imagine three, five beats four, five. Yep. Or, yeah. Yeah. Inglor- so Inglorious goes next? Yep. Yeah, okay. Then Kill Bill Volume 2. Oh, yeah. this is an easy list. It is. Then Hateful uh, Eight? Hateful Eight, yeah. And then Django. Django! Where are we at now? Seven. All right. Um, I have Death Proof next. Uh, but we have dust. Do we have Sin City? We have Sin City. Together. Sin City okay. and Dust of Dawn. So go okay. Sin City then Dust of Dawn. Uh, what do you Wait, have? Sin, uh, dust of Dawn is nine for me, and Sin City is ten. Well, eight, ten then beats. Okay. Sin City, Dust of Dawn. So we got one left. What's your left last highest? It doesn't matter actually because he's got Crimson Tide, and that is not. It is not. So death proof. It has to be. Oh, sorry, Bernie. So close. Yeah, you got screwed on this one. He's, <laughs> one became two, and we had to uh, disqualify one of his choices. So, I'm sorry. It's unfortunate. <clears throat> All right, let's do this thing. The top ten movies that Tarantino directed are written on the relist. Yeah. At number ten. Death Proof. At number nine. From Dusk Till Dawn. At number eight. Sin City. At number seven. Django Unchained. At number six. The Hateful Eight. At number five. Kill Bill Volume Two. At number four, Inglorious Bastards. At number three, Kill Bill Volume One. At number two, Pulp Fiction. And our number one movie that a Tarantino director had written is Reservoir Dogs. There it is. Um, well, our thanks to Mr. Frank Montoya, Mr. Bernie Knapp, and Mr. Kevin Hills. Absolutely. And Mr. Alex Zakos for helping us out with all this stuff. And once again, another shout out to. Matt Hasso, Kristen Smith, uh, Clay Williams, Joe Abara, thank you for all your help as well. And to all yeah. the patrons that support us across the entire globe. Yep. We have so many different people checking in with us on Twitter and letting us know, hey, you know, we, I listen to you here, I listen to you there, come do a show here. We love it every time. Some guys listened to us last week on uh, after he got a vasectomy. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that was you said it could go down as your favorite tweet I think to it the is. show. I think it is. I've never thought about listening to us while you're having a vasectomy. I've, I, I'm okay with working out. I'm okay with being in the bath. But vasectomy, that's a whole other ballgame. You seem to love it. Now you're against oh, yeah. it? No, no, I, I love it. I'm saying it's, I, it's my favorite tweet because I, I never thought anybody would want to do that. I mean, anything that takes your mind off what I assume has to be pain, although people were chiming in saying, oh, it's not so bad. You just got to stay <laughs> off your feet a couple of days and be like, I don't, I don't know about any of that. It's not so bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, right. Um, but our thanks to everybody that tweets at us or, you know, they're still leaving reviews out there for they us. They are. They are. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, there's uh, one from me, one, two, three, four, and just keeps going with a random string of digits, almost like it's pie okay. on uh, iTunes. Five five stars, has great content. There's a massive explanation as to why he or she loves the show. Thank you. Chief Chris, extremely entertaining show, five stars. We got tons oh, of them wow. out there. Thank Keep hitting so us much. up wherever you listen to it. It only helps us. 
uh, gain more traction, come yeah. to those cities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's fantastic. And um, uh, if you want to be part of this, you can do this at uh, www.patreon.com slash the top 10, the number 10 there. Be a part of it. Uh, join the tiers. You get qualified for all kinds. You get the shout outs. If you go high enough in the tier, you get to pick uh, a topic. Yep. There's so much going down that we're trying to create and do here on the show. So go come and be a part of it. And thanks to all the new patrons who have come aboard. Really it's, can't appreciate really can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Yeah, we put out, you know, we promised more work and you guys gave us more support. Yeah. So yeah. we can continue doing that and we uh, appreciate everything that uh, all the support you've given us over the years over at patreon.com forward slash the top ten with the number ten. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Hit there us up. Hit me up uh, anywhere online at Matt Nost, M-A-T-T-K-N-O-S-T. Find me at The Roca Says. And that's it for this episode of The Relist. The Relist. The Relist.